podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Travel Bet Podcast for the weekend of Saturday, May 14th, 2022. I'm your host, Andy Vaughn, and with me, as always, is Gordo. How? How's it going? Yeah, not bad at all, G-Man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. As both of us know, we are both very, very tired at this point. So It has been a hectic week. Um, it is still a hectic week. Yep. This podcast is going to be <laughs> a very quick and light edition. It's Thursday morning. Um, it's the only time we could get together. Um, and as you'll see, there's no guests this week. Um, we will recap, of course, Dave Greenfield's week last week. But unfortunately, the way that timings have worked out, um, it'll just be me and G-Man, um, the original two. No running with, material, mate. We're, we're here. Running with this week's show. So um, it's going to be it's going to be fast. We've got the picks as normal, and we'll recap last week's results. Um, my banker, straight in, Kawasaki Frontale away at Shimizu S-Pulse. Took the double chance just to get, you know, make make extra, extra sure. Kawasaki won 2 now. So really uh, easy. Solid banker, one to five in. You'd have had it at almost even money for the. I know. And <laughs> the banker in there, I uh, I should have done what Andy did and took double chance, but I I took a team straight out. Uh, I had Liverpool versus Tottenham. Uh, Liverpool lucky to get anything out of this game. Um, this was uh, we after the midweek result. Um, the the team were just knackered, and I, I mean Tottenham Tottenham put up a good fight. I had Liverpool winning it four to nine. It was it was not. It was a draw. Uh, so sim- simultaneously ruining the banker treble, us winning the league and the quadruple. So uh, a really good game to watch. I mean, it's not over yet. The league's not finished yet, technically. No, but it's Have that was a defining moment. Yeah, I, I would say that if Man City are to to lose to West Ham, I think that. Um, you know, there's some interest there, but even then, the goal difference is now way off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then Dave's uh, Dave Dave's pick. Uh, he did a really spiced odds of one to thirty. Um, <laughs> this was to uh, be fair. To be fair, they were one to five when he selected one to five it. when he started. This was Bristol Rovers versus Scunthorpe. Insane game. They needed to win seven nil to to get up because of how Northampton played, and uh, they won seven nil. Fans invaded the pitch. Really good result, but you know, a, a banker at one to five when we started. It was even one to six the next morning. It was one to seven, then it got pulled from the bookies. So uh, he was ahead of the time, uh, but an easy win for him there. And the bankers. But yeah, I killed the banker this week. Uh, I am looking to remedy that. I was on a really good run as well. So, yeah. But, but onto the values. And um, again, my value pick came in Yokohama F. Marinos against Nagoya Grampus 8 in the Japanese J League, a 2 1 win for Yokohama uh, odds of 10 to 11 so just under even money starting to get a good feel for the J-League this season um, so another good result you have good feels uh, I, I, the Swedish league is now in and uh, off and running and my only salvation this week was Braj versus Orgreit uh, and I took Braj to win this they won 4-0 uh, it, it was a great result for them um, they they're a better team than Orgreit. I'll just be continually backing against Orgreit at the moment. They're playing a team right down at the bottom of the league with them this week. So if, you, if you're looking at something else in this week, then, then maybe look at Braj, uh, Orgreit to be losing again. Um, but Braj are up, up towards the top and they'll be challenging for that title this year. Even money that was. Yeah, that's a uh, great pick. Sunday that was really game. good. 
and then Mansfield Forest Green for Dave. Uh, a blemish on his on an otherwise very good copybook for him this week. Um, yeah, he, he talked about this game, and um, he, he talked about this game kind of. I don't know really how to describe it. He was kind of Mansfield need to win, and and lots of things need to happen, and and he was he kind of went back and forth about it. He made a big post about it at the group, and he was like, yeah, uh, yeah Forest Green got back into it. My, Mansfield went up 1-0 it was then one each Mansfield went ahead again 78 minutes and then conceded uh, to Forest Green it was a two each draw so the, the value treble didn't come in because of that um, but yeah close. so un- unfortunate for Dave in there but you know he, he was pretty damn close close on to the outsider picks so these are the longer odd shots um, I stayed in Japan for Sapporo versus Kyoto Sanga took the draw because uh, the huge odds at 5-2 to two, and I figured this would just be a really close low scoring game it was a really close, low-scoring game, but Sapporo won 1-0. So, game went the way I thought it would. Took a bit of a punt on the draw because um, I thought it was much more likely than the 5-2 to two odds suggested. Kind of called it right, but didn't get the result. So, can't win them all. Cannot. Uh, and that's what I'm going to say about my next pick as well because uh, you, you truly cannot win them all. <laughs> uh, my outsider was... I really fancied Mialbi um, to get something off of... Johan Mialbi to get something <laughs> off of um, Malmo. This didn't happen either. Um, I'd taken the X2 market. It was very much a one market. 2-0 uh, to Malmo here. They scored in the 36th and 38th minute. Uh, That's a, a, a bit of a knockout blow at that point. And, and yeah, we never got back into it. If you look at the stats for the game, Malmo were all over them. I think when you're 2-0 up, it's quite easy to be all over someone. So, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a bad pick in there. And I'm leaving Malmo alone for a little bit. But reversing the bad picks, Dave... Now, we have a, a long history of backing around Everton. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did, I've never got it right. Yeah. Uh, Dave did this time. So he took Everton away at Leicester. Uh, Leicester had to play in the Conference League semis uh, that week. And he, and he got the result. Everton won 2-1. Uh, he tipped it at 2-1. It was 17-10 by the time it went off. Uh, and, and Everton won this game 2-1. So great for Dave getting an outsider in there. Yeah, really, really good pick. Um the final bit of action, the charity treble. Um, I had a I had a bad bad charity week. Um, I'm going to continue backing Kashima Antlers when their when their odds are much better than evens. Um, they were seven to five away at Hiroshima, uh, so I took the Antlers and they lost three 0 So I mean that's going to happen sometimes. Um, it's a competitive division, but the Antlers will win more games than they lose. So didn't come in this time. That's fine. Um, but I'll be looking to back Kashima at that price again. I'm just going to keep doing it because they're they're going to challenge for the title this year. Grenoble Ajaccio for me did not go the way that I wanted it to. Um, Grenoble when I had taken Ajaccio away, they're they're second in the league um, at the moment, and they were chasing Toulouse. Um, I had an Ajaccio win away from home. This didn't happen. It was a one each draw. Grenoble were one nil up, and then got a man sent off, and I thought, fuck, we're right in here. Uh, and then almost immediately, um, Jacquel got a goal back, 64th minute. And then they just could not capitalise at all uh, on the rest of that game, despite you know handing out a battering 13 goal attempts to four shots on goal, one to nine. Um, they, they, they went for it, but they, they couldn't do it. And it's led them now to a position where they cannot to lose one last weekend. And they, they play mm. each other. <clears throat> so there, there's a split enough that to lose have won the league uh, and Ajaccio I have to settle for the second automatic spot. They've got to cement it this week by winning, but yeah. 
Um, and then Dave rounded off the charity uh, treble in, uh, I, I mean, three of three losses. <laughs> this was uh, FC Halifax, uh, who we were discussing before the podcast, Andy, have a, have a Scottish player that neither of us had heard of, despite him playing in Scotland for about six years with Ross County and Dundee uh, and various different... Dundee FC. Dundee FC. Uh, this was FC Halifax versus Aldershot. The player I'm referring to was Martin Woods. Uh, Halifax took the lead in this game. Uh, 59th minute, Martin Woods scored. They then conceded in the 86th um, and couldn't get it back. Um, so Halifax did not get the win there. None of It's fine because me and you had fucked already. So yeah, <laughs> charity yeah. mattered. Mattered not, but to the statistics. As soon as um, one of them goes down, that's the whole thing down. So, yeah, no, no charity joy this week, but we'll look to write that ship next week. We're just heading for a short break, but listeners on our Patreon channel um, get access to this podcast as a video format as soon as we record it. We bit late in the day this week, so Thursday morning. Um, but as soon as we finish talking, it gets uploaded. Um, you can watch it through the Patreon app. You also get the cheat sheet of all the picks written down. You get the middle section, which is no break, just us talking. Sometimes extra picks, sometimes just gambling chat, sometimes just sports chat. Uh, so a whole load of stuff in there um, really helps us out. It's £6 a month, www.patreon.com forward slash tramplebet or search the Patreon app for tramplebet and come and be a member of the club. We shall see you after the break. Quoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back. And before we run through this week's picks, we have Dave Greenfield with us. Hello, Dave. <laughs> Morning, guys. Yeah, it's been a it's been a crazy week. Uh, thank you so much for being able to join us. We weren't sure if you'd be able to make it or not, but um, we've ran through your picks from last week. Great outsider win in there. Solid banker win. Yeah, two two of them at the post with uh, the other two, but you know, yeah, you were close. Play. You were, um, yeah, you were you were close, closer than I was for mine, certainly. So <laughs> I'm um, pleased with that. So yeah, we're going to run through this week's picks. Obviously, there's a pretty sparse card. Um, leagues are coming to an end. Uh, I'll be in Japan a lot as normal um, for the leagues just getting going, um, sort of hitting its stride now. Bankers, values, outsiders, and charity picks as normal. And I will kick us off with my banker pick, which is Saturday at 2.30pm in the German Bundesliga for Union Berlin versus Bochum. And the home win for Union here is 2-5. And it's a massive, massive game for Union. They're in sixth. This will mean that they get top six and a European qualification to go along with it. Um, So a win here guarantees them that top six finish. They've been tremendous at home all year. They've only lost twice at home in their last 32 games. Uh, they're in great form. Five wins from their last six league matches. And it's just so important. Their whole season will rest on this. And I, and I think they'll do it in the odds of two to five are, are good banker odds. 
in there. Um, yeah, I, I'm and also, I mean, Dave, we're discussing the business end of the season. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's where we are here. I am a Monaco versus Stad Brest, uh, another team that are chasing uh, automatic European qualification versus a team who are distinctly uninterested in the, the last two games of the season. Um, Stad Brest are in uh, 11th. They, they cannot be relegated. They're in 48 points, you know, the, the, the lowest, the highest relegation place is 31. So they're well clear and they're nowhere near the 62 points required to get into the European slots. Monaco are in third, right behind Marseille, exactly same goal scored and conceded, but three points behind. So in the last two games, they need to get, you know, at least four and hope that Marseille drop both or win both their games or, you know, as long as Marseille are dropping points, they've still got a chance to get into that straight out of the group stage as part of the mm-hmm. Champions League. Monaco have been very, very good at home in their last five. Uh, 2-0 win over Angers, a 1-0 win over Nice, 2-1 over Troy, 3-0 over PSG. Brest have been pretty decent away from home, but this game really isn't about them. It's about Monaco's pursuit of uh, Europe. Um, last five games between them, 2-0, 4-1, uh, a 0-1 where Brest won and a 5-0 and 2-0 in there, bearing in mind that those 5-0s and 2-0s were in 1991 and 1989, so none God. of the players remain <laughs> from then. Uh, they just never really sunk up until I think about 2010 was the, the last time that they, they they were in the league together and then 19 and, 19 and 21, uh, they've beaten them both times they've played. So happy with that as a banker. Pretty short for me, not quite Dave short, but short, one to four. <laughs> uh, Dave, what have you got for banker? Yeah, so I'm uh, in the MLS. It's going to be a uh, Sunday night, uh, uh, a good English time of 9 p.m. So, <laughs> and I, actually, I think this is on Sky. So, mm, uh, nice. it's uh, Seattle against Minnesota, and I like Seattle here at seven to ten. Um, Seattle sit second bottom of the conference at the minute, but they've been they've played in the uh, Concaf Champions League, which they actually won. Uh, Last week, the bit um, uh, bit of Mexican side over two legs in the in the final, so they'll be going to the uh, Club World Cup Championship where they could either face Liverpool or Real Madrid, maybe at the Champions League. So that's, I think that's the first time an American side's been there for really could be ever could be a long, long time. I'm not sure, but mm-hmm. it's certainly like it's normally a Mexican side that wins that Concacaf. Yeah, uh, usually thing. usually play against uh, it's usually. Um, Oh, what is the team? Uh, I was going to say it begins with C. It's like, um, anyway, the, yeah, you're right. It's the same Mexican team that always shows up every year. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, so like Minnesota have been okay. They're uh, mid-table as well. So I've had a few good results. But I think uh, now the CONCACAF Cup is over, Seattle will start hitting form now and start putting some wins together, especially at home as well. They're, they're pretty strong at home. They've played... Four games at home this season, and they've only lost one, won the other three, and they've also beat uh, Minnesota away this season already as well. So, Seattle for me there at seven to ten. It's big odds for a banker, Dave. I like it. I like it. It, it boosts the banker treble. So, if you took all three slices of treble, one point nine seven to one, almost two to one. Um, so, pretty hefty uh, with the bankers this week. On to the value picks, and I am going to go back to Japan, the Japanese J1 League, for the Kashima Antlers versus Sapporo, and a home win for Kashima is 9-10. to 10. Um, If you get Kashima anywhere around even money at home, I think it's worthwhile. Uh, the reason that the odds are quite big for this is that Sapporo, I think, are top of the five-game form table. 
uh, in that league with eleven points. But they're away from they're away from home. They're not brilliant. They've only won once away from uh, away from home at five attempts this season. The Antlers are going to be challenging for the title. They're top of the league just now. Um, and I think that they're just a great bet anytime they play anyone that isn't Kawasaki Frontale or the Yokohama F Marinos. So Kashima on 25 points through 12 matches. Sapporo, 17 points um, through their 12 matches. They've actually only won three games. They've drawn eight. So they just love draws, Sapporo. But I think Kashima will have enough um, to get a win, especially as they're the home team. So the Kashima Antlers at nine to 10. Well, uh, well, back into leagues that, that both of us spend a lot of time in. I am uh, in the French League 2. This is a traditional French kickoff of uh, Saturday, 6pm. Um, yeah, it's Rodi versus Cayenne. Uh, this is this game's a lot more about Rodi than it is about Cayenne. Cayenne are in 7th, um, only 10 points ahead of Rodi, but Rodi are in 17th. <laughs> um, the, this game's about Rodi because Rodi and Quaville Rouen are fighting out for that avoiding that last uh, relegation spot into the Liga Nationale. Um, bit of a Bristol City situation here, uh, or Bristol Rovers situation here, Dave. Uh, Rodé and are in 40 points. Uh, Quivelli Rong are in 37. Uh, they have the same amount of goals scored, but Quivelli Rong have conceded seven more. So Rodé can either... Well, winning this game would mean that they don't have to get into the realms of, oh, you lost 4-0 and they won 3-0 and then there's a playoff or all that kind of stuff. But <laughs> Rodé can play a Cayenne here. Um, Rodé's home form has actually been okay. They beat Toulouse last week who are winning this league uh, 1-0. So there was a big scalp for them and, and that's really helped them out of this relegation spot. A couple of draws in there as well against Nancy, uh, New York and Green Gamp and a 1-0 loss to Paris FC. So they're not losing games massively. They're drawing a lot and they've, they've won a couple. Cayenne have lost their last two away. They're just freewheeling. It's the end of the season. They lost to Green Gamp and they lost to Paris FC in there. Last time, these two, uh, the two times these teams have played have went to whoever um, was playing at home. So uh, yeah, I fancy Rodé in this spot. Get them at 6 to 5, 13 to 10, depending on uh, which bookmaker you use. I think Hills have got them at 13 to 10. Um, but I, I, I like them here. And, you know, finding games that have meaning uh, in the leagues that I like is, is, is a bit of a struggle this week. But I, I like Rodé here. So let's hope they don't lose 7 0 and end up <laughs> down in the Liga Nacional. Dave, what have you got in the value area? The what do sorry before I go, did you see that Bristol Rovers that they now being accused of um basically inciting because you know the match stopped on like about the uh eighty eighth minute, uh, yeah. eighty-sixth minute. They're basically they're accusing them of inciting players to come on the pitch. So the Northampton game would have been finished before their game, so they knew if they needed How many they needed a goal or anything. Yeah. No way. Oh, I did that's not what, that's hear what that. Saying, yeah. yeah. But, Obviously, Barton said no. Of course, that didn't happen. But yeah. he was trying to get him off the pitch. But you know, it makes you think. But you know, whether you get that situation in France this week, yeah, that's we getting. We'll see. <laughs> That'll turn into a real strike, Dave. You don't want that. That's just going to end up happening. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. No, for uh, my value, um, it's the first leg of the uh, Championship playoffs on Saturday at three pm, and it's uh, Sheffield United against Forest. And I'm going to bat the home team here, Sheffield United, at 6-5. to five. Uh, Obviously, Forrest had a great end to the season. Uh, sorry, Sheffield United had a great end to the season, getting in the playoffs, uh, beating Fulham on the last day to confirm it. 
as Forrester managed a 1-1 draw with Hull and that actually put them down to fourth when they were in third and arguably the They'd have had that penalty given against Bournemouth. They'd have finished second. Uh, so they've gone down to fourth. So it might be a little bit of edge might drop out at Forest. But and they're also, uh, obviously, without Keenan Davis and Lewis Graben, which is their two main strikers. Uh, where Sheffield United are without um, Sharp and McBurney as well. But they've got a couple of good... They've got a young kid who, who's been playing up front who's, uh was on line at Burton, I think start the season but he's been scoring a few goals and they've also got like Morgan Gibbs-White it's been excellent um, Sander Berger absolute Rolls Royce for the player he is to be playing in the championship I know <laughs> Han, you know he's still good cracking left foot so I think Sheffield United might just have too much uh, of experience here and a, a bit of nous and I think they'll be able to uh, see Forrest out here Mate, might, I think under 2.5 but I think Sheffield United might pick up, you know, 1-0, 2-0 here. So, we yeah, deliberately didn't talk mind. about this game because you were going to come on. So me and Andy, I was like, what do you think of the playoffs? And Andy's like, don't do it. Dave's don't do it. <laughs> Just let Dave do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, three solid banker picks there, which means it's a, a treble in the three of those. 8.24 to one. Pretty big. Bankers. Pretty Value. big. Pretty big values. 8.24 <laughs> to one. Um, for the treble on to the outsiders where we try and find some big odds shouts I am in Japan again Saturday 7am for the J1 league card Vissel Kobe versus Sagan Tosu and I think the win here for Sagan Tosu is just overpriced at odds of 9-5 to Kobe haven't won a game all season like they're, they're just dead last in the league 11 games played, zero wins, four draws, seven defeats. And one of those defeats was last week, which was my middle section shout of Gamba Ozaka to beat Vissel Kobe at odds of greater than 2-1, to one, and they did. They won 2-0. Kobe are just bad. They've lost their last four in a row um, to both Ozaka teams, Sorezo and Gamba, FC Tokyo, and Kyoto's newly promoted Kyoto Sanga. Whereas Sagan Tosu have been really, really good. Uh, last week, they beat FC Tokyo. Um, they recently went away from home and beat Kashiwa Rezal 4-1 um, when Kashiwa were right up at the top. In fact, they're still up at the top. Kashiwa are still in fourth place. Uh, but Sagan Tosu have managed to get themselves up to fifth in the league with 19 points. And they're playing a Vissel Kobe team here that only have four points. Tosu's away form has been great. As I say, that big 4-1 win recently, the 1-0 away in Tokyo. They're almost 2-1. They're 9-5. to like, I think because Kobe are a big name, Iniesta plays for them, people think they're going to turn the corner or people see it's Vissel Kobe and therefore they're good. Uh, they're not good. They're bad and they're continually getting beaten. Um, so the odds of almost two to one on a Saga and Tosu win is just, is just really nice. I mean, it doesn't mean it's going to come in, but at that price, I'm going to take it every day. So Saga and Tosu to beat Vissel Kobe at nine to five. How old is Iniesta now? Oh, I, oh, I have no idea. You feel like he's about oh. 50, but he's probably actually only about like 32. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's, it's, like, it's like Mark Noble say, yeah, he's one of the oldest players in the league. Wait, he just said, well, yeah, about 38. Yeah, he's, <laughs> nah, um, he is 38. 
Yeah, there you go. Uh, Anders Iniesta, there you go. He is. 30. I love that we're all given ah Iniesta. He's washed. He's past it. You go defend them for half an hour. <laughs> not at all. Eh? But one one player does not a good team make. Nah. Yes, <laughs> and that's very much the case of Colby this year. Gordon, where are you for your outsider? Well, let's talk about one player. Ahmad Machine. This is uh, I am I am in the Super Etan. Uh, this is the Swedish second division, and I really fancy AFC. Eskil Stuna, not Elsik Stuna, because uh, that's not two separate teams. I've just been pronouncing it wrong for two years and was recently corrected. <laughs> uh, versus Halmstad, who were relegated out of the Alsvenskan last year. So Elsik Stuna were in this league last year um, and uh, Halmstad were relegated from this division. Um, great start for both teams. Uh, however, Elsik uh, Eskil Stuna have been... Uh, the best team in the league thus far, uh, taking 15 points from their six games. Halmstad have taken 13 points from their six games. Halmstad drew in the first day with Orgright, who I backed against last week, are really shit. Um, and, you know, since then, they've got four wins on the spin. Um, Esko Stuna ha- have been really good, though. I- I- and these are two evenly matched teams. However, I think the away price of 17 to 4, 22 to 5, depending on where you get it, is a really good shout in here because I don't think Halmstad should be one to two for this. One to two for a team who have just been relegated out of the top division versus a team who know how to play in this league. Um, and I mentioned Ahmad Mushin. Uh, this is the top goal scorer in this league. Two yes, uh, two last week, two the week before, banging them in. I mean, I wouldn't advise you to go and take him as a correct scorer here, Dave. But uh, To bug an actric on him. Yeah, that's it. Straight on him. That'll, that'll get him zero goals that game. Um <laughs> But yeah, I think Esko Stuna could get a result here. Uh, and that's why they're in the, the outsider slot for me. So I'll take them at 17 to 4. So, Dave, who you got? Uh, I'm going big here, guys. Uh, uh, I'm somewhere I'm not normally at, and that's uh, Serie A. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah. And it's Roma against uh, Venezia. Excuse me if I'm pronouncing that wrong. No, both of them are fine. As long as you don't change the pronunciation throughout it, that's my that's my thing. <laughs> but Venezia are a big nine to one here. Uh, this game's at Saturday on seven forty-five, and uh, just looking into the form of what they're doing. Venezia do are bottom of the table, but uh, they've still got a chance of staying up if they can get two wins. Uh, Roma, it's, it's about Roma for me. They're just. They've been terrible. Like, they just hit and miss all the time. Like, the, the form hasn't been great lately. I think they're sitting uh, the last Europa League position in the league, but I don't think that bothered. I just think Mourinho wants to win the Europa Conference because that gets them um, in the Europa League anyway for next season. And I just think that the league form's just really suffered because they've got to it. And I just I don't look. I just don't think he's that bothered. I think he'll quite happily take a trophy. Alan Mourinho, I've won a trophy. That's fine. But uh, yeah, I think Valencia just yeah they've got something to play for here, and they need a win. And nine to one, I think they could cause a bit of an upset. Here. I love that. Nine to one. Nine to one is <laughs> huge. That makes if a treble on those three results is a hundred and forty-six to one. You know what's happening here, Andy? Dave's getting his That's in, and me and you don't, and we're getting nothing from this, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'll back it as a, I'll back it as a Trixie. So we only need two of them. So uh, uh, we, might, yeah, might, we might we might go big. It's the last couple of weeks. Uh, definitely, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so they're the main picks from the show. Now onto the charity treble, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go big for this. So it's a pick from each of us. 
Um, and any any returns we get uh, off a tenor stake goes to a charity next week. Um, we haven't had one in a while. We hit two in a row um, a couple of months back, and then we've had a bit of a dry spell. So I'm going to back my because it is the last the last week of the season. I'm going to back my own team, Dundee United, <laughs> to get a result away at Ross County. At really big odds of thirteen to five. Um, we've pretty much secured European football now because the top five in the S- in the Scottish Premiership. Um, get European football so there's a, an extra wee Europa Conference League qualification place for fifth and we are four points ahead of Ross County and this is the last game but we'll be really keen to finish fourth if we can um, you know we've held that fourth spot in the table since the split we only gave it up last night and we we got a good result one each draw at home to Celtic who, who were champions as a result uh, but Mother will beat Hearts so I wasn't expecting that and they've, they've jumped up into that fourth spot. So I think we'll be really keen um, to end the season well, to try and reclaim fourth spot again. What does um, fourth our do be- for you in, in between fourth and fifth? It's, like, does it- it's the same Europa Conference League qualification. Is it right? But, okay. but we want, obviously, to finish as high up the league. No, definitely. definitely. It was just um, a curiosity. And, and with it with it being the last game, you know, we beat Motherwell in the post the post. Um, split fixtures so it'd be a shame for them to finish higher than us at the end of the day and at odds of 13 to 5 we absolutely can go to Ross County and win um, you know they've they've just been beaten 4-1 off of Rangers uh, they lost to Motherwell before that uh, they drew with Hearts um, and could be by Celtic so they, they've not won yet in the in the post split fixtures and I just think odds of 13 to 5 are really good on Dundee United um, they're just too big so they could have been my outsider but because the game doesn't matter as much uh, I figured I'd, I'd put it in the charity slot and hopefully we can really boost the odds of the charity treble this week. Yeah, I mean, I was going to pretend that I'd backed my team as well, but I'm not. I'm, in, I'm taking Freiburg away at Leverkusen. Uh, this is this is two teams that uh, are, are, are right at the top of the, the, the Bundesliga. So this is third versus fifth. However, the only places that can be decided here um for Freiburg anyway, are, are between them and RB Leipzig and Union Berlin. So uh, if Freiburg win and Leipzig get, you know, anything, uh, they, they, if they lose their game, Freiburg can get into the Champions League auto spots, um, which would be huge for them. Like they're, they're not, they're not one of the big four clubs in this, in this league. So they would be disrupting that there. Uh, Union are just behind them as well. So they've got aspirations of doing this and Leipzig, you know, they, they, they kind of need Champions League football to, that's a big part of their business model because uh, they are much more of a business than a football club. Um, so yeah, I, I'm going to take Freiburg away here. They are they've got tradition. They've got the head to head over Leverkusen. The last couple of times they've played them in a two one, a nil nil, uh, and a two one. That was at home and away. So you know, in the last three games they've won two and drawn one against Leverkusen. Um, they had a bit of a freak result last week losing to Union Berlin uh, 4-1 uh, they got a goal chopped off at, at one each and then they got another goal later on by Haller um, but I think you know Leverkusen have got nothing to play for Freiburg do and you're getting them at odds of 17-10 to 10. so this is going to be a mega charity bet Dave what have you got <laughs> uh, so like Andy I am back in my own team and it's uh, Chicago against Cincinnati in the MSL at yeah. Sunday at 1am <laughs> <laughs> and I'll uh, be back in Chicago here at 10 to 11. Now, I know what you're all thinking. <laughs> Chicago have not been great lately. Uh, I think they've lost the last four straight. But uh, most of those games, they haven't been able to keep 10 men on the field. One of them, they couldn't even keep nine men on the field. So, 
the pilot Cincinnati saw they were overperforming at the minute. They're sitting in the playoffs, but nobody expected that. And I think they're going to drop off. Whereas uh, Chicago got a good run of home games coming up now. And uh, these are the games that are going to make or break the season. And I think they're going to uh, turn it around here with this start with a win over Cincinnati. Uh, they have got the my man Shabilko is that injured, but they brought in Mueller from Hibs. They have. He originally played for Orlando, which they've had to buy the rights from Orlando to be able to own him. It's really strange how transfers work in the MLS, but. Uh, did he do much for him? Sorry, no, 12 games, no. one goal. He's fucking shite the whole time. <laughs> I'm going to have to suit back to him. Yeah, uh, back to his level. Yeah, but yeah, like, they should be okay here at home, Chicago. And they've got a great head-to-head record against Cincinnati as well. If you look really head-to-head, uh, they haven't lost, for like, I think it's seven games against Cincinnati. So, yeah, 10 to 11 for the fire. 10 to 11 for the fire, 13 to 5 for Dundee United, and 17 to 10 for Freiburg. You combine that, 17.95 to 1 is our charity travel. Charity return. That would be be a huge return if we can manage to get that one in. So fingers crossed and best of luck to us. We have a Facebook group, everyone. Do join it. Um, Just search Trample Bet Podcast in Facebook. Come and be a part of the community. We've got a couple of hundred people there discussing their bets for the weekend, things that they like the look of. Not just football, all sports. Um, So there's often talk of rugby in there, UFC, wrestling, darts, horse racing, whatever you name it. So come and be a part of it. And if you fancy giving something back to the show, we have a Patreon channel. So www.patreon.com forward slash Trample Bet or search Trample Bet podcast in the patreon app really good app um and and it six pound a month to support the show you get a whole host of stuff back so you get this podcast as a video file as soon as we do it you get the cheat sheet so it's all the picks from this week's show written down so you don't have to remember what we what we like the look of um and also various different um extra bits like a middle section during each show and extra content podcast so we'll have another one for uh golf majors i think that's the next the next thing coming up um you gordon might end, you might even end up on the podcast you might even end up on the podcast uh gordon thank you very much no problem, dave, dave thank you very much it's been a bizarre week it's a thursday yeah. morning show thank you for <laughs> for clearing your diary for it and um, best of luck from this weekend and we'll catch you next week thank you to everyone for listening happy hunting bye the Trample Bet podcast is produced by Andy Bond Gordon McLarnan and Gary Black part of the Sports Social Podcast Network find the next show you'll love at sports-social.co.uk Sports Social Podcast Network